Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now host of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. It is Friday. It has been a very, very eventful week. (laughs) And we're here. And at the end of the day, I'm a firm believer that happiness is a choice. And I'm always going to choose happiness regardless of the storm. Um, So it's it's funny. I had a whole different show that was supposed to um, go up today, but, and that's why we're a little late posting it up. I know I'm going to start getting some hits on Instagram, like, where's Cantalacasia this week? It's coming, it's coming. Um, but I decided to get in the studio and do a different show. Originally, you know, ironically, we were talking about my nonprofit, Camp Kizzy Foundation, which is all about empowerment and self esteem um, for youth. And it started with for girls primarily. And I, about three years ago, I also started my boys program, Project James, which is that the counterpart for boys. So we had an amazing show. Hey, Alabella, an amazing show. And I just decided that, you know, it really just made sense with what everything that's going on and this being candidly, Keisha, that I had to address um, the Bill Cosby situation. I'm just going to do a little baby short um you know, conversation. I'm sitting here with James, um, my right-hand man. Hey. <laughs> and you hear me refer to him often. He's the engineer, produced, the, I don't know, what, we got about 40 hats. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. And um, it's funny because I don't read the blogs. I don't read the articles, I don't read the negative comments. I just, you know, having been in this business for so long, I'm clear that everyone always has something to say. And in addition to that, you know, everyone always has an opinion and feels as though their opinion should matter to you. Um, I get it, you know, and I feel like with social media, it's gotten even more crazy um, where people feel as though they can talk to you any kind of way and they can say any sort of hurtful things. And it's funny when they're upset with actions that you've taken but feel that it's okay to then degrade um, and just be mean toward people. When, you know, yes, I have supported Mr. Cosby um, because I've said from day one that you're innocent till proven guilty. And those have never been, you know, what he's been accused of just aren't the interactions that I've ever had with him. So, you know, it's up to the jury um, to make that decision. But it's interesting how mean-spirited people get. But we're not going to even focus on that. I'm just going to start and then 
We're just going to talk for a quick minute, James. This is the one and only. I gave one um, quote, quote um, that I, I provided a written quote and then a verbal statement upon leaving the courthouse. I was only able to come, you know, for a short period of time um, because, of course, I'm still breastfeeding. So I went for a couple hour window and then had to return to my baby and my mom so I could take care of my baby, which is first and foremost. But I'm just going to read for those of you who did not hear my statement. Um, This is what I've said. It's easy to support someone when things are good. The true measure of family, friendship, and loyalty is how you show up during times of adversity. As a woman, mother, Spelman College graduate, and champion of, a champion of empowering girls through my nonprofit, the Camp Kizzy Foundation, I in no way condone or support sexual assault. At the same time, I believe and I know that you are innocent until proven guilty. This is one of our fundamental rights under our Constitution. There is a difference between opinions and facts. The man that the world is painting Mr. Cosby to be is simply not the man I know or have ever experienced. I am showing up in the manner I would hope my loved ones would show up for me if the shoe was on the other foot. Mr. Cosby is still a person, a father, a son, a husband. This is a horrible situation for all parties. Now it is up to the jury to decide. I trust that the jury will make the right decision after hearing, reviewing, and deliberating the evidence. I don't know what else to say. Uh, yeah, I don't either. It seems like uh, just from a picture of you being in the courthouse that there's you know kind of spurred all this uh, attention and I guess, speculation. Right. But I guess at the end of the day, how old were you when you met Mr. Cosby? I was four years old when I met. And I feel like people just aren't turning the shoe on the other foot. How would you, if you were in this position, how would you want to be treated? And I feel like a lot of times people don't do that. They don't say, okay, if it were me, would I want some, would I want to be proven guilty before I even have my day in court? I mean, that's why we have a justice system. Exactly. Well, and there seems to be a lot of talk, too, about uh, his wife. And that seems to be a big hot button. But I don't, I mean, I don't know his this wife. Is, this is my thing. Miss, Miss Cosby is standing behind Mr. Cosby 100%. And, and, I, and I'm trying to say this in the most polished way possible. Um, really, what he has done and he has admitted to do, doing is he's been unfaithful. He's absolutely cheated on his wife. But to me, that's an issue between the two of them. And if she chooses to forgive him, we don't know what their communication, what their agreements, what the, we don't know what that conversation has been. A closed door is a closed right, door. Right, a closed yeah. door. That's their business. Yeah. And granted, when you're a public figure, what you do in private becomes the world's business according to the world. But still, there's a marriage involved. There are children involved. He has kids. Like, I know, like, you know what I mean? I grew up with his kids. So that part, that's between them. And as a woman who has been cheated on by her husband, I know the pain. I know the hurt that's behind that. And in no way is that okay by any means. But again, that's something that they have to work through. 
And if she chooses to forgive him, that's her right. And I, I agree with that. And uh, the other speculation, I guess, is because in, in court she's not there with him. But, you know, I, again, that I guess is, is all on, on their relationship. And, and you, you know, no one knows but those two. Exactly. You know, so I don't know why everyone keeps keep speculating. Now, n- when you were there uh, this week, the, the mood um, with him, he's in the pictures. I mean, I can't you can read from a picture, but he seems to be hanging in there. He is. He's He's definitely hanging in there. Um, I was grateful to see that despite everything that's going on, that his spirit isn't broken. Um, I was happy to see, you know, that. And and also, I must say, like, I'm kind of torn because I don't know how much you're allowed to say. I guess once it's in court, I guess it's like public record or what have you. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure because they were very clear when I was in the courthouse. And it was my first time ever going to a trial. Like, I've never sat in a courthouse. I've never done any of that. So it was all so new to me. And I, in no way, like, I didn't know what I was walking into. Like, I just knew that, you know, this is a man who I've known literally almost my whole life, who is going through the most insane, like, I can't even imagine, you know, he's facing basically his life being taken away, like, being in prison for the rest of his life is what he's facing. He's an old man. Like, he's facing a lot of time. And when we turned the corner and I saw the sea of people who were out there, I was speechless. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. Wow. I was speechless. Um, and, you know, Mr. Cosby's blind now. Like, part of walking with him is guiding the way. He being his eyes. That's what I was going to ask. Is <laughs> in, seeing him walk, it seems like his health, you know, and I imagine mentally this has got to be so taxing because this has been going on for, I mean, not a month or two. It's been going on for a little bit, you know. Yeah, and, and that's it's been a long time. And, and what I was getting back to in terms of when I was in the courthouse, you know, hearing the judge give the charge to the jury was very interesting to me. And I'd never heard that in person. You know, you kind of see it on TV and like Law and Order. And, you know, you have your view. But he was very clear about the jury's job. And he was very clear about the difference between opinions and about evidence. And you were only to deliberate, to write down. Like they don't even give them pads and pencils to write notes until evidence are being presented. When the opening statements, those are all opinions. That's an outline of what they will show, what their course of action will be over the trial, what their approach will be from both sides. And it was really interesting hearing the, the opening arguments from both sides. And I've ne- like, again, I've never been privy to any of that. Um, but his charge to the jury about, you know, making a decision not based on bias on prejudice, on judgment, on opinion, but making it based on the evidence and the facts that were presented. And he was very clear that, you know, the prosecution's job is to prove without any reasonable doubt that this person is guilty. The defendant does not have the burden of proof to prove their innocence. It was really interesting, mm-hmm. like, because you don't think about it like no, that. No, no, not at all. They said, you know, whether the the, and he held up this piece of paper and he was like, this piece of paper is just that. It's a piece of paper that has, I don't remember if he said charges or exactly the, the specific word, but basically he was saying this piece of paper is just a document with charges. This does not indicate guilt. 
This just simply says, this is what they have to prove. And I was like, you know what? It's really crazy because we don't think about it like that. You know? Well, it's just like there's even a thought of it like in the public opinion. It's like they've already got him right. locked up. And it, But no, it's a, I'm glad you said that because what proof, you know, it, the burden of proof, I guess, is on, on them. Is to, on the prosecution. And the reasonable doubt piece is really important. And, it, and what I also know is that it has to be a unanimous decision um, from the jury. And the reasonable doubt part is really important because, you know, Mr. Cosby, and this is what I'm just from hearing from the opening argument, please, this is not Mr. Cosby's words. I'm not speaking for him in any way. I'm speaking for no one but myself right now. And in the opening argument, you know, it was made clear with his attorney who was amazing. Like I was watching him like, damn, (laughs) you're inspiring. And he was saying that, you know, there is no... The difference in the story, Mr. Cosby has basically there was a sexual relation. There was a relationship already going on. Like he doesn't dispute any of those facts. So a lot of the facts are in alignment, but the motivation behind it is what is the discrepancy. And this is just what I gathered. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it was never an issue of if something happened, it was under what context. And this was all tried, apparently. Now, it wasn't tried. Excuse my language. I'm not an attorney, so I may not use the right words. But it was investigated by the district attorney, I believe. Or it was investigated by the people that that do the investigations (laughs) um, in 2005. And it was found through interviewing, through going, like combing through it with like a fine-tooth comb, that there was not enough evidence. Like there was nothing to show that he should be charged with a crime. So why are they? They've reopened it after all of these other women have come forward and what have you and, you know, the whole thing. So they found that there was no proof back then. So basically now they're actually coming back and trying it again. That was 12 years ago. Yes. So it's just it's so many and like people feel like it's such a cut and dry case. And by sitting in the courthouse, even for that little fine, like there was a small period of time compared to, you know, everything that everyone else was going to hear. It just so opened my eyes to so much more. Hey, guys, I want to take a quick break to talk about something. Being a mom and having my career in entertainment is amazing. But like any job, it can wear on you. If you've listened to my show, you know that life can be messy and far from perfect. Turns out, same thing goes for your skin. Moderma to the rescue. New Moderma Quick Dry Oil is a brand new formulation on the market, and it helps improve the appearance of skin, scars, and stretch marks. And it's the number one doctor and pharmacist recommended brand. Most importantly, it's quick drying. No more waiting for greasy oils to absorb. Who has time for that? Besides, using it for scars and stretch marks, you can use it just to keep your skin hydrated. It's great to use on skin imperfections, but if you're just looking to maintain good skin, it's a great addition to your daily routine. Mederma Quick Dry Oil features nourishing botanicals and contains no artificial dyes or perfumes, so you don't need to worry about it irritating your skin. Sometimes pretty doesn't have to hurt. Look, you have enough to worry about every day, but don't let your skin be one of them. Check out Mederma today. Look for it in the first aid section. Yes, the first aid section at major retailers. Ella approves.
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So guys, I have something new for you, and this is so exciting. I cannot wait to do my own story worth book. What you do is you get weekly stories from your uncle, your grandmother, your sister, your cousin, whoever, bound in a beautiful keepsake book. What happens is they send questions that your family members answer, um, all types of things that you may not have known. Like you probably never knew about your mom's first crush or the time your uncle fought City Hall to save the library or your grandma's brief stint in the marching band. StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for family members to share stories with loved ones with weekly email story prompts, asking questions you never thought to ask. At the end of the year, they'll get the stories bound in a beautiful hardcover book. Strengthen your bond as you get to know them in a whole new way. I am so excited to start my StoryWorth book so that I could share it with my little one, Ella. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. Now, with the the articles, I know when you came in, I was I was sharing with you some of the things, and you were saying, "Well, you know, I don't I I don't care." Is that are you still kind of thinking that, or was there anything you'd like to to say in addition to what you said? Uh, I guess Monday or Tuesday. I mean, it's just everyone. Are, we're all people. We deserve empathy. You know, just how you know, and I feel like a lot of times people get on their their soapbox and don't realize that. When you attack someone, even if you don't agree with their, it's okay not to agree. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying everyone has to agree with what I choose because by nature of being human beings, we're not always going to see eye to eye. But also you don't see me running out attacking people who don't agree with my point of view. So I feel like people need to be a little more empathetic and understanding that that doesn't give you the license to be rude, to be hateful to spew venom at someone who has a difference of opinion than you do. Because my heart goes out to everyone involved, to, you know, even the people on the opposing side. This is not fun. This is not good. This is nothing. I can't imagine this being anything anyone wants to wake up and do or have experienced or, you know, all of it is bad. However you slice it, it's not a good position. And, you know, people are just so quick to judge and so quick to cast blame and and it's just it's just too much like even in society even if we take it apart or take it away from um this one particular instance you know i just think it's amazing how everyone if if it were them would want the utmost understanding and empathy and benefit of the doubt but when it, the shoe is turned they're not able to give that to someone else isn't there an old saying like "Do unto others as you would"? Do Absolutely, unto and don't throw rocks in glass houses. That's true. It, it, <laughs> it's interesting reading through this, and you know, I've done every show uh, with, with you, Candy Keisha, and I can't tell you how many times we've we've done uh, Camp Kizzy. Yeah, and it's like, wait a minute, like, y'all know what Keisha does, or, and, it, and no one forces you to do that, by the way. No, and I don't, and I don't think, and again, people make snap judgment; they make snap opinions without all of the facts, without all of the knowledge, without really knowing, you know, the totality and just everything. Like you can't make, like people make judgments about, they don't know, but part of the reason you don't know all this is because I don't do my charity work. I don't do, you know, 
the, the stuff I do to help other people on a daily basis, even when it's not connected to my charity, just the normal stuff that you should do as a human being, like whether it's you get the grocery store and you're behind that person who is like, oh, my God, I forgot my money or their card has declined or something and paying for it. But I don't need to tell people that because those are things that I do because it's genuinely who I am. It's not to do for other people. You know, I feel like it's the funniest thing, like who you are consistently and how you show up consistently is who you are. And that's what I live my life by. And I've seen it. I mean, you baked me cookies for Christmas. <laughs> it, it did take me like, like four or five months to get you the plate back. But I, <laughs> it's okay. And, and spices. Yeah. yeah. And that's just who I am. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay. You know, everyone isn't going to agree with me. Everyone isn't going to recognize, you know, my heart. And, but it's not for them to. It's between me and God. It's between me and God. So, well, hopefully, people can kind of le- learn from this a little bit and maybe take some of the media and stuff with a grain of salt. Yeah, because it's like that. It's like that Allstate commercial. I'm a French model, and it's like, oh, if it's on the internet, then it's true. No, <laughs> just because it's on the internet, it does not make it true. People, do your fact finding, do your research. You know, understand that there is a difference. That's the biggest thing that I learned. There is such a clear difference between opinion and between evidence and fact. And it just gave me a whole different perspective. Now I get it, like looking back, and I'm not saying it's okay, but so many court cases have happened, you know, whether it's, you know, we're, we're dealing with like police brutality and all of these different things where people have gotten off and we're like, how the hell did these people get off? You know what I mean? And then when you understand the court system better, and this isn't saying that they were guilty or innocent or that there was a travesty of justice. I'm not I'm not even going there. But I'm just saying it just gives me a deeper appreciation for the court system and really, really how it works. Because I feel like a lot of people get mad at it, but they don't investigate how it works and what is it that you need to win. It's like anything. You have to know the rules in order to win. Yeah, and they're very, very deep. And I mean, They're very specific. And look how long like a lawyer has to go to school for how long just to, and then they keep they keep changing now now when when is this supposed to do you think there's any light at the end of the tunnel or when this thing's supposed to end or I believe they when I was in court what the what they had been forecasting was a week to two trial, but again, you really never know mm. um it's depending on you know the witnesses and how long it takes to examine and you know do all of those different things um but I know the judge was very sensitive to in both sides of the you know the prosecution as well as de- the defense were very sensitive because the jury is sequestered in addition to being sequestered they are they were brought in from another county mm-hmm. so they're not even in their home like you know and these are real people they have families and children and jobs and you know they have real stuff too so i know that they're trying to get it over as expeditiously but doing the most thorough job as possible yeah, speaking speaking of the jury too, I saw some uh, another writing about the race of the jury, and it's like I, I mean, sometimes I wonder why that really matters. Or um, I guess it matters because we un- unfortunately like we do live in a society where racism still exists. We can't act like we live in a bubble, and when you are are when your job is to try to look at a situation with what's the word without bias Mm. and without judgment and opinion that's where it becomes important because 
a lot of times people have built-in cultural biases that they don't even recognize that they have because they're such an ingrained part of who they are and their life experience. And you can only you can only even deliberate, even though they say no bias, you can only even process from your life experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's why that comes into play. But you also have to understand that just by looking at someone, you can't determine their life experience. This could be an old white man, and you don't know if he was you know, brought up by parents who are a member of the Ku Klux Klan or if he fought for the civil rights movement, if he was a freedom rider. That's the other piece that I think people need to also think about is that, yes, race and life experience and all of those things play 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 a portion into, you know, how someone sees stuff, but you don't know their life experiences. No, exactly. No, with all the, the bill, bill talk and everything, kind of putting that aside, how are you doing through all this? You know, Baby thank Ella, you for asking. You know, I mean, yeah, I know everyone asks about something you did when you knew this guy right. when he was a young, but how are you? It's hard because, and, and that's the other thing that people don't realize, like, even with, it's kind of funny how, you know, they tried to compare me to Ivanka or whatever and having done uh, The Apprentice and what have you, um, and that whole fiasco because he was like, why didn't you ask Bill Cosby for money? And, and that's just not who I am because at that point, you know, the thing about the people who, all of the people who I was on The Cosby Show with, they're all family. And no matter how long it's been since I've spoken with them, that place that they hold in my heart doesn't change. But there's still etiquette and proper protocol. Mm -hmm. And even if if you haven't spoken to someone, you don't call them and be like, hey, write me a $25,000 check. That just is just, that's just rude. So at that point, I hadn't spoken to Mr. Cosby in many years, but it wasn't a love lost. And and quite frankly, when I did that, it didn't even occur to me to call him. Like, it didn't even cross my mind. That's why I was so baffled. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, he has a lot of money, but my friendships and my relationships with people aren't based on how much money someone has or what they could do for me. I treat the person who can do nothing for me the same as I treat the person who can do everything in the world for me because that's how I was raised and that's the person that I am. So, you know, after all of this, it was funny that I'm grateful for that moment because that's how Mr. Cosby and I kind of reconnected in terms of, you know, talking more regularly and just checking in and, you know, going through everything that I'm going through right now still not being divorced and, you know, still back and forth with that whole situation, you know, and not going into it. Um, And I've said this before, like when all that hit, Mr. Cosby was one of the first people to call me. He was one of the first people to be like, you know, just talk to me and offer help and words of wisdom. And he was one of the first people. So to me, that shows the character of someone and who they are as well. And I appreciated that because it wasn't, it's still not easy being, you know, having been married and, and then your husband filing for divorce and being pregnant all the while. And, you know, that's a horrible situation that I don't wish on anybody. And it has been hard. It's been challenging, but the person I am is I always focus on the good and I always focus on the blessing. And I always, even when I'm having a moment, refocus to see all the good that exists, all the blessings that exist. Because you can always, you can always find the things you dislike. 
You can always find it. And I know I'm like being a crybaby today. <laughs> some some Chick-fil-A napkins. <laughs> but no. But people don't think about that. Like life happens. Everybody has stuff. No matter how many Instagram followers you have, no matter how famous you are, how much money you have, how much money you don't have, like everybody has stuff that they deal with. And I'm not exempt from it. And neither is Mr. Cosby or you or whomever. So, you know, and that's part of it. Like, even though I'm going through my stuff, like, it was important for me to be there for his. No, I think it was, it was very smart. And I will say this one thing about Keisha is your family <laughs> is, I mean, it's, it's, it's inspiring. It really is. I mean, I've, I've become friends with your brothers and yeah. you know, doing stuff with them and, uh, I, it's inspiring the way you guys stick together and the way you guys support each other. And, um, and that, I wish people could see more of that. And that's what I know. Like, in, And I've said this before. Like, Friends are the family that we choose. So the way that you see me show up for my brothers and that we show up for each other and they show up for me and my parents, that's how we show up for the people that we love and that we care about and that become our family. That's how we've been raised. So... You know, there is no delineation between the two. And, you know, and people are like, oh, you know, I, the one thing I have heard, are you doing this so that you can be relevant? Who wants to be known for this? Like, this isn't something that that's a good look. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not. It's 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 easy. It's hard. When You know what it is? When you make the right, what you feel in your heart are the right decisions, they're not always the popular decision. And I've never been one to only make the popular decision. I stand by my truth and I'm going to continue to, but that doesn't mean it's easy. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you don't have people who don't understand. But I have to live with myself every day. I have to look at myself in the mirror and I have to be the example for my daughter and for my nieces and nephews and for my girls at Camp Kizzy. And you know what's so funny? I actually had like several parents who reached out to me over this time and who've actually thanked me for always living the example for their daughters. Not telling them what to do, but showing them through my actions. And that's what warms my heart. And I've always said this because it's really easy to, to have the... It's really easy. A lot of times people from the they take the one comment that someone makes that's mean spirited or negative from someone they don't even know or they may even like the person or you know what (laughs) I mean? And then hold that so in such esteem in their heart. But the people who truly matter to them, who are who are telling them that they're loved, that they appreciate them, that, you know, it overshadows all that. So I do my best to embrace the the love from the people who matter and not to to embrace the negative stuff. And I'm not going to say I'm I'm human. So I don't always do it perfectly and you know there are times when it gets to me and as you can tell me much this has been a hard week for me because I've been dealing not only with you know the public everything with everything going on with Mr. Cosby, everything that's still going on in my life. Um it's a lot. 
and then Camp Kizzy around the corner, making sure that, you know, we have all the funding for it and that these little girls have the best experience ever known to man. And, you know, that's it's a lot. So in, in all the while, being a mom and doing everything that that entails and, you know, dealing with the spice business, dealing with, um, you know, coming in here doing this every day. It's like there's a lot. It's a lot on my plate, but I'm grateful. I'm blessed for it, but it doesn't take away from feeling overwhelmed sometimes. Well, you're definitely a strong person, and uh, I'm glad uh, glad to know you. I mean, and just, and I, I can't imagine how difficult, you know, someone that you've known your whole life and – yeah, it's unfortunate, you know. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do think it says a lot about you as a person. That yeah, you know, we all have friends that do things probably we may not want to do or think about doing. But at the end of the day, if they're your friend, they're your friend. Yeah. And if they're your family, they're your family. Yeah. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. So, but thanks, James. Like, oh, thank you for this little combo. And I just, I hope that this has given a little bit more insight, a little bit more humanity a little bit more understanding to, you know, just sometimes looking at the other side of the coin and looking at all of the different perspectives. And I can't speak from the perspective of the accuser because I don't know her. And in not knowing her, it's still not my place to villainize her for whatever reason she has chosen to come down this path and to to just, it's not my place to you know, judge her either. And I just hope that more people will, will just, you know, just take this as a time to kind of turn, point the finger inward and see what is it that I can do different? How can I be better? How can I be more understanding? How can I be more loving and kind? Because ultimately, that's really what this world is about. And that's what we need more of. Yeah, and I guess just the last thing that I want to add is I didn't want this show to be overwhelmingly about the people who did not understand or who weren't supportive because, I mean, the vast majority of people have been very, very supportive. Um, I know I don't read the blogs, but my mommy is the federales. Like, she (laughs) – my mom is super sleuth, number damn one. And she – and I think she probably, like – Cause you know, it's a mom. I can only imagine if it was Ella, like she probably has a fake page and be going after people who attack her babies. So if there's a crazy person who's attacking you, maybe my mama, I'm just saying, <laughs> no, I'm really just joking about that, but I wouldn't be surprised. But there have been so many people who have showed their support, who have, you know, from not even just people I don't know who, you know, have, tagged me on my Instagram or who have put up posts and support. But, you know, my family and friends who have called to just check on me and my family and friends who called to just be like, you know, I appreciate your support. Like, thank you. And even the people who grew up with the show and are just like, thank you for showing us and showing the world that people, there are people out there who support others and who are loyal. And I appreciate it. So I'm just saying if I haven't responded to every, you know, text or Instagram or at or what have you, know that I'm grateful, I'm thankful, I see them and I appreciate it because it also helps me, you know, to just be inspired and helps me keep going when I have that support and when I have those people who I don't even know who who are letting me know that I am helping them and 
that they appreciate what I'm doing. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So on that note, this is Candidly Keisha. One thing you can be sure, on Friday we will be candid. (laughs) And next week, um, we're going to be right back with continuing and the show that was supposed to air this week about Camp Kizzy will air next week. And tune into it so you can hear about the good that we are doing for these young girls in the community that is absolutely free. And I encourage you all to go to campkizzy.org to make a donation because what I assure you is that this money is going to a good cause. And what I assure you is that it is going to my kids and they are going to have an amazing summer camp. We're going to do Project James again this summer. And listen, if you can only donate $5, we appreciate it. And you can go to camp, dot org forward slash donate. And you can donate right there. So thank you. Thank you. And we'll be right back. I hope you have an amazing Balls Friday. It's beautiful. The sun is shining here in Atlanta, Georgia. And wherever you are, you know, look for the blessing. Look for the good because it does exist. And it's up to you to change your perspective because what you set out to find, to look for, you will find. See you right here next Friday. Well, talk to you right here next Friday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.